Howdy, folks. I've been doing that at work too much. Uh, I don't. I I've never done that before. I've never been a howdy guy. Um, I've been accidentally. I've been saying yo a lot because my dad does that because he's from New Jersey. I think that's that's acceptable. But it's just very uncomfortable doing it to black people you don't know. So I had to stop doing that at work, and um, it's resulted in me going the complete opposite direction and saying saying. Howdy. Uh, don't do that. Don't be a howdy guy. I'm going to work on that this week. We should all be trying. We should all pick one thing every week that we try and work on. And this week it's going to be, um, it's going to be not saying howdy for me anymore. Uh, it's episode 55 with, uh, Joey Capuano, Joey hates everything podcast. It's going to be a solar dollar. I don't even remember. I think that was uh, Kid Cudi. He used to say that. Shouts out, Kid. Shouts out to the Cudi, bro. Shouts out to the Cudi Kid. Um, Markel is. Uh, I just don't want anybody to wonder where Markel is or uh, think we got into some sort of uh, uh, fight or anything like that. We we spoke about it uh, the other evening, and unfortunately, we just sort of have opposite schedules. So. This is gonna. This is gonna make some of you, I think, excited. Some of you are uh, uh, gonna be disappointed by it. I know a lot of people like Markel as a producer, as sort of a second mic on this show. He's, you know, he's my best buddy forever, a hundred percent. We just have opposite schedules, and we are not able to do uh, the podcast. So we'll we'll sort of get things ready, and then oh, one person has something come up, and the other person has something come up when the first person's ready. And a lot of the times, that has been my fault. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if anybody's going to care, uh, whether we not, whether or not we go back to the solo episodes. I, I don't know if people liked those better or if they liked having somebody else there. So it doesn't sound like I am a dementia patient, um, suffering in a mental hospital talking to the wall, which I mean, is, is there any difference from what I'm really doing right now? Hey, made that joke way too many times on the show. Um, yeah, going to be a solo episode. Markel and I, dude, we're, we're definitely 100% all good. Don't worry about that. Um, and, you know, the guy's not going to uh, work at his job forever. I'm not going to work at my job forever. We will eventually get back to it, I'm sure. Um, so we're going to do a few solo episodes. We're going to see how it goes. Um, if you love it, let me know. If you hate it, let me know. If you don't give a shit, let me know. I want to hear some feedback. Oh, super weak burp. I thought that was going to be, I thought that was going to be much more satisfying. Um, yeah. What's been going on in, in my world lately? It's been, um, a wild past couple of weeks. Um, there's another reason we decided we're just going to do solo episodes for a little bit is to try and get back into the swing of things of doing an episode once a week. Um, so a lot, a lot of shit has happened since the last episode is really my point. Uh, last one was, uh, I think, 13, 14 days ago at this point. And it's been a two-week period full of uh, kidney stones, developing vape addiction, um, and I would say physical fights in the workplace. So it's been – and also football. So it's been a very – it's been a very Joey week. It's going to be a very Joey-heavy episode. Hey, 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 Joey heads, this episode's for you. I don't know what that was. I'm trying so hard to have a personality on this podcast, and it just goes back and forth between uh, 
between having one um, and then also trying to trying to find one somewhere along the way. But yeah, yeah, no, I really I had kidney stones this week, and this is not the first time in my life I've had kidney stones. Um, if you've had them before, you probably know, or you're hearing for the first time right now, in which case I'm very sorry to tell you this. But once you get them for the first time, it's very, very likely uh, the chances are over 50% that within the next five to seven years, you will have them again. They sort of like, they sort of just like, I feel like they just hang on there. Like they're just on something like, uh, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like one time there was, um, I used to smoke outside of my dorm when I went to South Dakota and I blew, I remember this was like October, this happened, no, no snow yet, only really gets cold at night. And I was smoking a one hitter. Now, if you don't know what a one hitter is, you just back a little bit of weed in the front. It's like the size of your pinky nail, you hit the weed, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the resin that comes out of it is is very, it's a very small amount. It's not like blowing out a bowl. And I just, I happen to blow out this sticky piece of resin that got stuck to the side of the building. But it was in this corner where somehow nothing at all could hit it. And it stayed there, I swear to God, until I left South Dakota. Like this piece of resin at my smoke spot, I just kind of left it there as a science experiment to see, uh, see, uh, you know, what would happen. And it really, really, I think the conclusion you can draw from that science experiment is that like people who say smoking weed, like the actual smoking, inhaling smoke part, that it just doesn't matter because it's weed. It's not, I don't think that's true. Like if you just look at the inside of a bowl or a one hitter, I mean, I guess it's not poisonous, like like uh like cigs and stuff like that but i don't know how we get to talking about that on every fucking episode my point was just like that little piece of resin that got stuck on the side of the building and never went away that's what kidney stones are i feel like they just they hang on right there and then all of a sudden it's just a big gust of wind or a big gust of piss uh sometime in the next five to seven years comes through and knocks that bad boy out and um the first time when i had them I've been doing a lot of research on this, and I don't understand it. Um, so here's okay. Here's what happened. The first time I had kidney stones, they were the size of like I don't even know, man. How do I describe this? What were they the fucking size of? Not a grain of sand. They were much bigger than that. But like, uh, okay, imagine, imagine like a needle, right? You know how people always compare the tip of a needle to like sizes? There's the other side isn't as pointy and it's it's like thick. Like you could see it with the naked eye. If you point the head of a needle at yourself, you can't really see the tip of it. But if you point the back end of it, you could see that back part. They're about that big, which it hurt so bad. I, I at one point I thought my organs were collapsing. Um and it didn't hurt my dick. It hurt uh my my like my back, like I couldn't sit up. I was in the, I remember in the hospital, my dad had had to let me, uh, I put like my ass and legs on a chair and then I had to lay my head down on his lap like a four-year-old um, because I was in that much pain. You would think that that, that sounds uh, uh, pretty pretty damn awful, right? Um, to the point where you're you can't get up off the ground. Okay, this time, Something else happened. I'm trying to figure out what happened because this time they were 50 times the size of what I just described. Like, 
Uh, I've described this to a bunch of people already, but it's it, they were like the football-shaped Xanax, if you remember those. If you don't remember, just think of a standard circular pill cut in half, a tiny bit smaller that, than that, and shaped like a football. Dude, I had two of those come out of my cock. And this is this is probably why I have so much sex. I have I, I you know I'm I'm fucking all the time is because I think women like it when you admit to uh, rocks coming out of your penis or having food poisoning and uh, you know crawling across your floor with shit still on your ass. I think that women find that very attractive, and that's why I am constantly fucking, never not fucking, never full balls, dude. Um. Yeah, but that it was it was really tough because and hold on to your hats here, folks. If you're eating lunch, you're gonna want to pause the show. It made my cock bleed. Oh boy, just saying that out loud, I'm getting flashbacks to it. Um, the it was fucking wild because the first time I had them, I I went to the hospital because I was in that much pain, and they gave me morphine, and it was awesome. Um, legal heroin. If you ever have the chance to try it, Jesus Christ, go do that. Um, but they had me pissing into this almost like small pasta strainer, um, that would just, you know, you got to try and piss slow and then it, it, you could see when the stones come out and they were just not even comparable to the size of these ones. These were actual, those ones were, were kidney, that was kidney sand. These were goddamn kidney pebbles. Okay. Calling them kidney stones, um, I I was like, well, you know, they're not the size of stones. And then you do a little bit of research and realize that if it's if it's bigger than your urethra, then it won't come out. You, your urethra is the is the tube that goes from your bladder to the head of your penis, where there's a little sideways eye. Um, and if they if it's too big to pass through there, then you have to have surgery, and they have to open your bladder up. God forbid, uh, it just like. Like just goddamn, the, the end of the uh, kidney stone just gets lodged in there. That's what keeps you from being able to piss. And so I must have, the first time that was a, that was sort of the problem. I think that's why they told me my back hurt is because I wasn't able to piss. And so it must have, they must, I don't know, I, again, horrible. Uh, they just kind of maybe just got blocked all at once. This one, there was a goddamn pill-sized rock um, in my cock hole. And it made my, dude, it... It hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. Uh, we've talked about on the show before. Um, I have a phobia of something happening to my penis. It's always in the back of my head. Like just the fact that we've humans have been over, uh, around for modern Homo sapiens. I, I'm sorry, gay sapiens. Is that what they queer sapiens? I can't keep up anymore. Um, have been around for 300,000 years and we've just let our most important dangly fleshy part just hang out like that. Uh, it bothers me greatly. And so I think I've, I've definitely told this story on the podcast before every once in a while, when you're watching porn, the algorithm gets it wrong and they will send you something that you don't want. And I, uh, I, I basically, you know, saw the thumbnail, uh, the preview of the video of this woman shoving a pin into this dude's dick. Well, I don't think it was like a pointy one, but it was like a, you know, it was like the the size of a skinny pen or like that inside of the pen where the ink is. And she's just shoving it in his dick hole, man. 
I'm sorry, I have heartburn from eating two pieces of chicken before uh, before this podcast. Um, and I've always been horrified of, of something like that happening to me. Like, you know, some uh, a girl that I'm dating ends up finding I did something stupid. And so she waits for me to fall asleep or puts or chloroforms me and then just shoves something into my dick hole. It's a phobia. This, this is not something that happens, okay? I'm admitting that's what, that's what a phobia is. Some people are constantly uh, in fear of spiders. If they see a picture of a spider, they wince and they get uncomfortable. They have to leave the room. That's how I feel about things going into my dick hole. Um, and also things that are not piss or cum coming out of my dick hole for that matter. So uh, when we – when <laughs> that's how you know you have a multiple personality disorder. When we went to take a piss – um, when I went to go take a piss, I passed two of these fucking goddamn kidney pebbles, right? Uh, the first time I was, I was half awake when this happened and I just remember my bladder hurting. So I got up, I'm trying to pee and I can't pee and I can't pee. And all of a sudden I feel this sharp pain in my dick and it, I, I, this sharp pain in my dick as I'm pissing, it stops for one second and then poof, like a goddamn dam exploding. Just this uh, piss shoots out, and I was just like, oh, God, what the fuck was that? So I pull out my phone flashlight, look down. There's a murder in my goddamn toilet. Oh, oh, someone has been murdered in my toilet because I've never seen that much blood uh, from taking a piss in my entire life. I was very, very scared. Um, to, you know, it's America, so what are you going to do? Go to the hospital if you're not dying? You don't, I mean, what was I, honestly, honestly, can you imagine if I went and they told me they were passable kidney stones and then I owed the hospital 3000 bucks? No. Um, yeah. So I, I decided I was going to go to urgent care in the morning. Um, because yeah, that, that would be, that'd be just fine and much cheaper, uh, for them to just tell me what was going on. And I, you know, was just going to try and wait it out till 8 a.m. I was like, I'll just sort of stay in the shower and let the water run over my penis. And hopefully that will, uh, that will make this pain go away. Nope. Second stone in the chamber. All right. You always got to check for one in the chamber. Um, and this time I felt the same onset of feelings and discomfort, uh, but I was more awake. So I, I pull out my flashlight and, you know, blood into the toilet like I'm like I'm goddamn Walter White when he found out he had cancer. Like there's just it's, that's the sound of my piss hitting the toilet and I'm going, oh, I'm dying. Oh, I'm dying. I, because it's important for me to mention, I didn't know what this was until the second stone came out because I didn't I wasn't able to see. I didn't check the toilet. I didn't think I had kidney stones because it didn't feel anything like the first time. Dude, I thought I had fucking bladder cancer or an STD. Uh, uh, like, just really, really bad. Um, it just so happened to, to line up with, uh, with, a, with a decision I made earlier that week. I don't want to say that, just in case that girl listens to it, like I made a bad decision, but it was, it was a, uh, let's call it a work-related decision. You can't, I can't get in trouble for that. I can't, you can't uh, bring that to my employer or a court of law and get me in trouble for that. I didn't, I didn't uh, uh, specify the details there. God, now it sounds like I raped somebody. 
I didn't. I ha- I did uh, I I did sexual things with a coworker, and then the next thing I knew, my dick was bleeding. So um, I was like, literally in between. Oh my god, am I just a sweaty fuck that got a tract infection um, from longboarding to work? Imagine that, ladies. Imagine if you knew that about somebody, and that's not what happened. Okay, I keep a very clean penis. Kidney stones have nothing to do with with bacteria or grossness. But I thought for a second, I was like, dude, I don't, I don't, I, this just came out of nowhere. I, all of a sudden, uh, I'm pissing blood. And then, um, this is two days after I had sex with someone that I'd known for a month. So that's a bad sign either way. Because on the off chance that I just got it from uh, being sweaty all the time, what a bad look as someone at at work. Holy shit. And on the other hand, um, you know, you don't want to get it. You just don't want to get a tract infection and let it keep going. I don't have a car and it's hard to longboard when you have penis pain. Um, and just, yeah. Okay. It was tough. I waited way too long. I'm admitting that if you, if you're pissing blood, you should not, uh, you should not wait as long as I did. Um, I, I had been, and I want to specify when I, I can't believe we're at 17 minutes of kidney stone talk. We might have to, we might have to cut this uh, part of this out. I don't know. They almost had to cut a part out of me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyway, uh, um, I had been pissing blood like a light amount, like just like like pink, you know, uh, for a few days prior, and I put it off to just see if it would go away, which 50% of track infections go away by themselves, urinary track infections. Um, you're going to gamble that, that it goes, that it gets worse? Ah, don't do that. Like I, like I just did. Anyway, you see my predicament there, <laughs> more like a prick, more like a prick predicament. <laughs> Um, where all of a sudden I'm going, ah, oh, dude, like, uh, this could be multiple things based on my lifestyle choices. Um, do I tell this chick to go get tested and then now we can't make eye contact every time we go past each other or what do I do? Um, so that was, uh, how the kidney stones went. And so when the second one popped out, um, my God, it felt like a demon had been removed from my body. Second one was way more painful uh, because I I was already pissing blood before um, and it came out again. So I had already, I I was already raw. Are you eating lunch right now? Because I know you've stopped at this point. And if you hadn't at that point, when you heard, you heard that I was raw on the second stone, you probably stopped then. Well, I met like four people at a party this week um, uh, and uh, got their Snapchats and they're going to see. I always post the story on there. Uh, they're going to be like, oh, this, this guy has a podcast. And the first 19 goddamn minutes are going to be about kidney stones. That's insane. That's a problem. Um, I think I, I think I get way too hyper-focused on things, and I hope that didn't just happen right now. Maybe I'm being overcritical of myself. A lot of problems. Point is, folks, drink your water, filter your water. Uh, don't, don't try not to... Uh, you know, do stupid shit that will lead to kidney stones. It's mostly calcium and phosphate. So try to keep a low intake on that. These are not problems that anyone else has. Um, still trying to get out of my job. I, just, I still don't care about it. It's still too fucked. Got into 
a fight with a homeless man um, over uh, some polo and some Michael Kors, which ended up being a positive thing for me. Uh, if you don't know, if you haven't heard the past few episodes of this podcast, I do the goddamn, I hate saying it. It makes me feel like such a fucking, you know what? Um, remember when you could still use the word? It makes me feel like one of those. Um, but not in a gay way, in a way like I just, it sounds like I'm like uh, excited about it and I'm really not. So it makes me feel like that word. Um, I do the asset protection at Macy's. You basically just have to stop people from stealing, blah, 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 blah. Uh, a homeless guy runs in, doesn't see that I'm like standing right there, shoves a bunch of Michael Kors stuff and polo in his backpack. So naturally go follow him out. Dude starts kicking me and punching me. Uh, so of course I get a little bit upset and start doing the same thing to him. That's, that's kind of not the rule, but whatever, whatever. I was upset. Hey, hey, I'm a police officer. I can't be perfect. Um, basically a cop dude. Anyway, we get into this fight where we are now like a hundred feet from the building, rolling around on concrete, um, and multiple hilarious things happen. Uh, first of all, a woman walked up to us uh, at my job. I'm not supposed to wear like anything Macy's related. I'm supposed to just look like a customer, whatever the fuck that means. And so this woman thought that we were just fighting over a backpack, which, okay, I totally understand where you're coming from on that. She walked up to us and starts going, she goes like this, guys, come on, stop fighting over the backpack. What's going on here? Bitch, are you out of your goddamn mind? What do you do? What are you doing? If my mother, sister, grandmother, girlfriend, wife, whoever the fuck, like I don't, you know, whoever it was, uh, um, and you know, I not to make it a thing about a woman, maybe like I don't know, my little brother or just anybody, dude, fucking anybody, but especially a, a female that I care about in my life, you don't, you don't. Let's assume that. I'm a crackhead and this guy's a perk addict, okay? And we're fighting over this backpack that maybe we uh, we we both stole some stuff and we disagree over who gets to keep what. Let's say that's the scenario, which I think is what this woman thought was happening. And I don't know what else she could have thought would have been happening. She walks up to two people who are fighting in public over merchandise and she goes, fellas, is this how we want to act? Like a, like a teacher. What are you, what? Ma'am, where are you from? You're in Phoenix right now. How do you not, how do you, how, I don't know. Maybe there's just, there are a lot of people in this state, in this city that are from, uh, other places, right? Um, other cities where it's like, I don't fucking know. Maybe, maybe somewhere in goddamn La La Land, Kentucky, you can you can get the the boys to stop fighting over uh, over the Confederate flag backpack they're trying to take out of the Dick Sporting Goods. Um, and they go, you know what, Cletus, she's right. You're my you're my best goddamn friend. We can't be fighting over this. Oh, Travis, I'm sorry, man. I just really like the straps on the side and the way the handles go. I I know we don't need to be fighting about all this. And then they hug and they get in a truck that barely starts and they drive away into the sunset. Uh, I, I don't think this woman understands that 
Like, people are crazy enough to assault you over taking the clothes, over just trying to get the clothes back. I'm not even talking about, uh, you know, getting the police involved or an arrest or getting them to come back to the other to, to the room where we document all this stuff. I'm saying they're, they're punching me in the face and throwing punches and knee kicks and everything like that just to get the stuff back. The fuck do you think they're going to do to you, Michelle? It, you got you got a goddamn. It's not the meme hair and uh, it's not like the meme Karen haircut, but it's it's goddamn close with this woman had. It's like not her naturally like she's naturally a brunette and she got it uh, dyed like that bright weird that yellow bright weird thing that 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 uh, women in their fifties do for some reason uh, out here especially Minnesota too for sure now. Yeah, I mean, people should have done what my mom did. My mom did like sort of like a, and this is, I can't believe I know what this is. I think she's just talked to me about it a lot. She kept her almost like the roots, like a brunette, and then the uh, and then the rest of it is blonde. And it looks, she looks like a person, not a goddamn, uh, you know, 40-year-old Barbie doll, like most of your moms. All right, most... <laughs> If you grew up in Lakeville, I want you to think about that next time you go to Thanksgiving, next time you're home, Thanksgiving dinner. I don't know. You probably still goddamn live there. It's not an insult, but it's the truth. And maybe you take that as an insult because that's the truth. Um, you, 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 next time you go home, just look at your mom's hair and go, is that a good decision? My mom's, my mom's got great hair. I'm, I'm, uh, I said, great, mom. Anyway, is is uh, one of those ladies that was uh, a dumb bitch uh, like your mom's and not like my mom, and um, she. I'm just fucking kidding. I hope nobody like. <laughs> and anyway, this woman was just trying to get us uh, to to separate, and I wasn't going for it. Anyway, I I've been smoking a lot more uh, cigs and vapes lately. I'm not proud of it, guys. I'm not proud of it. Um, we don't. We all just need to take a second and be thankful for. How honest uh, your podcast host is of your favorite podcast. Many people, if they had a job that was this um, dangerous and uh, humiliating to talk about, um, would lie. And they would lie and they would lie. And then they would they would tell their family that they got some successful job and they'd be like, well, what's going on? Why are you still struggling with money? And then you would lie again if you were a normal person. But a narcissist needs to, I don't know, needs to somehow, maybe this is a form of therapy, like I get it out, like I'm like, yeah, that is, is sort of reality and it feels better to say it out loud. Um, anyway, we, we should all be happy with how honest I am because uh, I have been smoking cigs and I have been vaping and that's something else people will goddamn try and hide. And it really affected this last situation where I had to stop this homeless person. Um, because it started out, if you don't chain smoke, you can you can get about a minute's worth of exercise before running out of breath. But this week, I've been goddamn ripping the darts. Um, and after me and this dude fighting for about a minute, I the adrenaline kicked in. And I finally, like, my breath didn't matter anymore. And this guy goes, you know, he said it in, like, a shaky voice. He didn't even try to, like, fucking uh, really even... I don't know if he was trying to scare me or what, but he goes, don't make me hurt you, man. And he said it like that. 
Like he was like, this guy was very much like, get off of me. At one point he goes, you're hurting me. While I was just holding his backpack. Like this guy wasn't like, uh, you know, um, gang banging. He was just some goddamn homeless drug addict. And when he said that, I totally lost my cool and uh, just tried to got this weird moment where it was like some sort of, I don't know. I've been, I've had my ass kicked in so many fights, right? Like I had this guy, he wasn't hitting me yet. And I'm getting to this point where all my adrenaline's building. And I'm like, am I, what am I going to do here? And this guy, you know, he says that, and I just sort of black out for the next three seconds. And I grabbed him by the chest and I just sort of like, like threw him up against a wall as hard as I could. And like hard enough that I think break somebody's rib. Right. And I noticed in this moment, like as I've been struggling with this guy for three minutes, I was like, Oh, I really am out of shape and have nothing to feel proud about here. This man is 90 pounds and six foot four. This emaciated homeless person who is likely, uh, who has likely consumed more milligrams of Percocet and fentanyl in the past 24 hours than they have calories, uh, just just like crumbled into this wall. And at this point, another fucking employee came over and, um, oh, God damn, I'm about to run out of time here. Thank God I noticed that. That would have pissed me off so bad. Fucking at least Zoom lets you do 40 minutes, 30 goddamn minutes. Are you kidding me? We'll start another one as soon as I finish this. But anyway, uh, you know, threw this guy up against the wall, took all this stuff in, in just this blackout. The rest of the shift, I'm like, uh, you know, adrenaline rushing about it and got back. And I just I literally I started crying. I was like, I just took everything this person owned. For what? for my job so I can get a good pat on the back. Like, Hey, you just got your ass kicked, but thanks for getting our stuff back and taking all that guy's shit. Um, hold on. Of course, every single time it's a bad, bad stop stopping point, but, um, I'll start another one right now. It always, I always fucking make a pause at the, at a weird, awkward time when I'm doing this show and I hate it. I hate that it is 2022 and there's a limit on recording time for a a service that provides only podcasting and podcasting uploadabilities. That's insane. So basically, I, just to wrap up the story, it was just, you know, uh, it's tough, right? You steal somebody's stuff from them basically as your job. And that guy probably isn't innocent in how he got into that situation, but it still doesn't feel great. So looking at some other stuff might become a substitute teacher. These kids, they need change. What was uh, the, I feel like Cartman, there was an episode, a parody of a South Park episode where they were trying to like, trying to do something where it's like a white guy comes in and he teaches these kids freedom writers uh was not the that's that's not the movie that that episode parody from south park is based on but do you remember that movie we watched that like three goddamn times in high school which is incredible because of <laughs> because of how racist that movie really just kind of is i don't i don't know is it racist no, 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 no. It's only racist because of the things that that don't have anything to do with the actual story. Like, 
at that time, the movie was probably came out in like 2004 or something like that. And Hilary Swank is just a, this was a very big white savior movie time. Um, like Mel Gibson was big Anne Hathaway. And it is basically just about a teacher that goes into the hood and all these kids are, they're just like dumb as fuck. And <laughs> y'all talk like this, man. Or the, like the black people. I don't even know why y'all saying that. Like, it's like very, very in your face about it. And then Hillary Swank is just, I just hope that they enjoy writing. I hope that I can provide writing and, and, uh, and a good environment. And she just basically saves all these uh, kids from dying in the streets through the power of, of writing. Yeah, how about that? I wonder if that's ever happened. I don't know. I, I'm going to guess not. What do you What do you guys think? Should we do some Should we do some current events? Yeah, I'm in an empty room right now. There's nobody to respond to that. You, I hope you responded to it at home. You know, maybe you just maybe you're just there going, yeah. Maybe you're a very lonely person and you respond to podcasts. Wow, this second half's going off the rails. Let's start with a uh, depressing one. Athlon Sports, here's the headline. LSU football star reportedly suffers season-ending injury while celebrating. In other words, every white dad's greatest nightmare. My dad is, is he hates that sort of stuff, like celebrating, but he just, it's not because the guys are black. Like, I, I know that. He's a big Justin Jefferson fan, you know? It's nothing to do with skin color. Um, but I grew up with a lot of dads who were like that, where they would just get straight up angry at the celebrations that took place after after the plays are over. And then they took away the flag in the NFL call for excessive celebration. And that made that made that made dads who don't like blacks real upset. Let me tell you one thing, folks. That was uh that was their second 9-11, I think. Dads, white dads who just who just kind of don't like black people. Oh goddamn! Do they they, they use they use um, they use these celebrations in sports as a way to be like it's just ridiculous. Oh, Jesus Christ! Why don't you just hand the ball to the referee? That's how you know somebody's dad's a racist. If if uh, if like a star NFL player just jumps backwards and catches uh catches a goddamn 60 yard bomb in the shape of an arch as he falls to the ground and the dad in the other in, across the room goes i wish they'd just hand the ball to the ref it means he uh doesn't often um <sighs> didn't have a joke ready for that was it i don't know doesn't often watch BET. Like that's sort of where the joke was going to go, but I botched it and then it just got hacked by assuming that anybody would be like, oh yeah, I bet he doesn't watch BET. It's really unfortunate news for hashtag LSU and Mason Smith. The standout defensive tackle will miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL. He'll have surgery in a few weeks, according to multiple sources. 
um, says here that he jumped up into the air and landed, landed on his leg. Uh, that's how he tore his ACL. The ACL is just bullshit, dude. It basically explodes. It basically can explode at any time. Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know if you, if anybody remembers the quarterback for the Vikings from five years ago at this point. Holy shit. Uh, stepped backwards in a just a practice. He just he just hiked the ball, stepped backwards, leg explodes. That's horrible. If your whole life was about your legs and all of a sudden one of them blows up from doing something you just naturally do, uh, it's really awful. But yeah, I've always uh, thought that it's, you know, it is really dumb. I don't give a fuck when, say, somebody jumps into the air or even if they do some corny ass celebration after the play is over. Who was it that, I think it was like, maybe TJ Watt got an interception. Sounds like something that douche would do. And they threw the ball up in the air and everybody pretended to shoot the ball as it came to the ground. What? Um, saying um too much this episode. Wow, wish I didn't mention it. <clears throat> the player that this happened to, he's going to be out the rest of the season. And when you just look at what happens, if you watch the video, he comes directly down on his leg. You can kind of see anytime somebody tears an ACL, you can almost see it tear. Like it's sort of a rubber band snap type thing, except imagine a muscle. That shit's just crazy. I'm going to try and play this video for our next topic here. This one was uh, just upsetting to say the least. Hopefully you guys will be able to hear it. I think the mic is working much better than last episode. Again, Markel's fault, not my fault. He told me he couldn't hear me, so I, I removed the filter from the front of my microphone. I don't even know what it's called, so clearly I don't know what I'm fucking talking about and probably wrong. I apologize for last episode's audio. Let's see if we can get this uh, next topic going here. Only on five, a San Lucie County student says she was suspended this week for trying to defend a classmate. The 11-year-old says she took a recording of her teacher allegedly bullying another student. Hey, Channel 5's Megan McRoberts has more on why that student at Samuel Gaines Academy is now being punished. Megan? Well, Kelly, it seems anymore most students do bring a cell phone with them to school and they keep them with them while they're in the classroom. Yeah. One student says she used her cell phone to record audio of what she says depicted her teacher. She's talking from like on her phone. She she thinks it's fun. I don't know. She says the school said her video was illegal. 11-year-old Brianna Cooper has good grades and works hard at Samuel Gaines Academy in Fort Pierce. But a video on her phone got her suspended for five days. I thought I did the right thing. Brianna says one of her science teachers was being mean. Well, I had to to pause that for a second. I once got caught selling pills in school and was suspended for five days. Students, so she took out her cell phone and started recording what she says were threats by her teacher to a classmate. Don't let the size fool you. I would drop you. Yeah, right, you don't. That audio is kind of is kind of hard to hear, and I'm not gonna. I promise, I'm not gonna keep pausing the video. I'll get it out of the way here in a second. It's kind of hard to hear. The teacher goes, "Don't let size fool you. I'll drop you." To an 11 year old. It's a beautiful country. 
Brianna says the teacher had been mean to students before. This time, she wanted to prove it. You think that they would actually believe a student over a teacher? Heartbreaking. Biggest, that line. Holy fuck. The I wonder what your mom looks like. I wonder what your mom looks like. Brianna says she turned the recording into a teacher wanting to defend her classmate, only to get called to the principal's office and suspended. The school telling her it was illegal to record a teacher without them knowing. I never had anybody tell me you cannot record. She thought she was doing a good thing. She's a Oh, what a, what a lawyer-trained response, by the way. I was never told that I could not record in the school. Uh, no shit. These people are goddamn evil for this. Let's keep. Let's, uh, there's 49 seconds left. Uh, we'll play most of it. Years old. She doesn't know the law. Law enforcement says recording someone can be legal if there is not an expectation of privacy. In this case, Brianna's mother, Cassie Faulkner, says the school told her there is an expectation of privacy, even in a large classroom. Faulkner worries her daughter's suspension sends the wrong message to other students. Pretty much saying to students is, if you think anything is wrong, don't try and do anything about it. Now, Faulkner says she's also worried because she says her daughter is suspended. Uh, all right, that's, she says that's, that's really the, uh, the gist of it there. They just sort of wrap it up by giving the current suspension details. I, I don't know where to start on this one. I, I tried to write some sort of joke for it. Some sort of satirical joke for it. But it's just so sad hearing that little girl going, you would think they would believe a student over a teacher, which of course you should. Of course. Like, you should investigate that, which they fucking did. And they had the evidence of this woman. She starts out by going, she starts out by going, you're the biggest one in the class. I don't know what you'd be scared of. Insane. Insane. I, you're that big in fifth grade. I wonder what your mom looks like. Holy shit. Holy shit. Imagine, because the mom's a little bit overweight in the video. Imagine you're the mom and someone has not only just, has just, I, I don't, I, you know, the word body shame, the term body shame sounds so corny, but it's what it is. Somebody body shames you after they've just threatened your daughter. She followed that up by going, don't let size fool you. I will drop you. Holy fuck, dude. This is part of the reason I don't think I could have kids is because if I, if I heard that, if I heard that, uh, I don't even know what I would do. What's the, what's the, uh, uh, male version of being called fat? Cause that's like the worst thing for a woman. What if your, uh, daughter came home one day and you just from like a dude's perspective, you heard all that. And then the teacher was like, and I bet your dad got a small dick too. You'd be like, oh, I'm I'm going to school with a gun. I'm on my way to school with a gun. I don't know if I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna set the gun off. I don't know if, the, if I'm gonna shoot the gun, but I'm going there with a gun. Uh, no, obviously, I I think I would handle that better. But I would be so fucking mad. I would be so fucking mad just at the fact that not only that happened, but the fact that 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 person was hired. And that multiple people had to interview. I'm trying to uh, get into substitute teaching right now. Dude, they, they had to take my fingerprint. How was this woman not vetted to the point where someone's going, oh, yeah, she's a little bit of a cunt. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, she's threatened a few children. They're just that desperate. They're just that desperate for people where they'll take some goddamn bitch who just <laughs> – who says to an 11-year-old <laughs> – 
you're the biggest one in this class. I don't know what you're scared of. I wonder what your mom looks like. Like that, I can't, I don't know how I would get over that. That's not even the worst part. Okay, there's bad people in the world. If you get, you get a, no matter what, like it's, you know, bad apple spoils the bunch, whatever. Um, you're just going to, in a group of people, that's how numbers work. That's how people are. Eventually, you're going to get a bad person. None of that, none of what was said uh, is what makes me upset about this. What makes me so upset is the fact that the school goes, well, there is an expectation of privacy. I mean, for God's sakes, what's going on in the first grade classroom? Is some kid named Billy getting fucked in the mouth and his buddy tries to, his buddy tries to get some evidence on it? And now this first grader is being sued for defamation? What the fuck are we talking about? There's an expectation of privacy in the classroom. Oh, you mean when there's an adult with 30 kids? Shut the fuck up. Oh, man, I'm so lucky. You know, as far as I know, nothing like that ever happened to my little brother or sister. I would not be able to handle it. I feel myself getting worked up right now. I'm going to need to take a deep breath and, uh, and a hit of marijuana. <laughs> I'm so fucking triggered right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is it is really upsetting that the school would, that their response would be, uh, you can't be filming in the class. I mean, this, who knows if this is the, even the worst thing that's happened. Um, maybe there's, my parents, dude, I love my parents so much, but one one thing I know about them for sure, they might have taken the teachers, they might have taken the teacher's side in this. Dude, my parents were I was a bad kid, okay? I started doing way, way worse shit when I was a teenager, but I would get into mischief as a child. And so my parents were automatically like, Yeah, he for sure is lying right now and definitely uh stole that person's snack. That's a story we'll have to tell sometime. When I begged a teacher in front of uh, 19 other students not to call my mom because I ate another girl's cracker. Cracker, not plural, not crackers, cracker. Uh, I think my parents would be like, let's, let's say the, uh, the mom part was left out of it. My parents would be like, well, I mean, are, how much bigger are you than the teacher? Is the teacher a, a very little person? What did you do to intimidate this person? And they were, it was only like with teachers. They're not that way about uh, like, you know, my job and shit like that. Or they were never that way if I was having problems with another kid. They would believe me in that sense. But they just goddamn respect teachers, which I do too, um, until they're threatening children. I, I, I'm kidding. I, they probably would have believed me. Uh, but there's a chance, honestly, honestly, there were multiple times the cracker situation. Let's just talk about it. It's not, it's not comparable to this situation. Mrs. Leakis, when I was in the fourth grade, I, it was a bit, dude. I was doing a bit. I was doing a character called Snack Stealing Joe. Obviously didn't have a character because it was in third grade. Couldn't conceptualize uh, how triangles moved. That's another great story. Um, very dumb kid just was trying to be funny, was just trying to be funny. And this girl, Maddie Kiner, very nice girl. Okay. I want to say that before I state any of this, she was doing a bit as well. Okay. 
I was, I was just, I don't know. I think I had like a crush on her or something. And I was like, I'm going to take one of your crackers. I'm going to take one of your crackers. She's like, if you do it, I'm going to tell you. If you do it, I'm going to tell you. And she was just joking. Like, she, I don't, I legitimately don't think she gave a fuck that I stole one of her 24 crackers. Okay. I took, I ended up took, taking one as a bit. And uh, she goes, oh, Mrs. Leak, is he stole my cracker? This bitch shut down snack time. She shut it down. Uh, like there was a terrorist attack in progress. She shut down snack time um, to call me out for it in front of the entire class. She singled me out. And she was like, is that true? Did you, did you steal her snack? And I kept saying, I stole one cracker. It was just, it was just one cracker. I swear to God, it was one snack. It was one cracker. And she goes, this is what this fucking insane person said. And you know what? She was a nice lady. <clears throat> she was a nice lady. I think teaching and just being around 30 third graders every day for nine months a year, that's really got to make you hate kids. Dude, I love I I love my uh like I love RJ's kids more than I love myself. They are they are the sweetest little kids in the world. I can't be around them for 24 hours straight because I'm not the type of person they're not my kids. And so therefore it's like I can only wipe so much snot out the nose. I can only get so many Cheeto finger stains on my pants and keep watching it off watching it off. I can only take a random scream every five seconds, right? Like for, for, for an hour at a time before I'm like, dude, I, I can't, I can't, I'm going to yell at this child right now. And, um, I think that, you know, maybe that's just what teaching does. Like they're the most, this woman from the video who, who got mad at the 11 year old, that's a cunt. Okay. I'm willing to accept that what happened to me in the third grade when they shut down snack time in Mrs. Leakes's third grade class. I was just trying to impress Maddie Kiner by being like, yeah, we'll eat one of your fucking uh, crackers. I'm an alpha. Okay. When that, when that happened, I think that my teacher just had sort of a mental breakdown. Like she heard one more whiny voice go, one more whiny voice go, Mrs. Lucas, even though it was a joke. And then me go, oh, but I didn't take the snack, which was the truth. And she just goes, no, no, enough. She didn't even leave it at that. She yelled at me in front of the whole class. And she goes, you know what? I'm going to call your mom. And of course, of course, this would never. Well, I was going to say this would never happen nowadays, but we just uh, we just listened to a, the audio of a, of a, a grown woman threatening an 11-year-old and then the 11-year-old get in trouble. So maybe it would still happen today. But she goes, you know what? I'm going to call your mom. She said it like that, like a goddamn cunt. And the whole class of, of 30 other students, because this is 2008, and I don't know, budget cuts or something, they had to like kill teachers to get bigger classes for less money. I don't know. The entire 30 of my peers, when you're in third grade and you really give a fuck about this shit, go, there was a great book by it's uh, written by the Barber Brothers, who, if you don't know, one was a running back for the New York Giants, and the other one was a I think he was a safety maybe for the Buccaneers. Uh, what the fuck is it? Is it Rondi Ronde? Ron, yeah, Ronde and Tiki Barber. 
uh, they wrote this book. It's really fucking good, man. It's like a football book, you know, because they played football growing up. And then it's also written for like third and fourth graders, just right at that age. It's very much tailored to them. And it's these guys were like 30 when they wrote it. Um, and it's just very impressive how they were able to really, really, I felt a connection with that book. I can't, I'll have to look up the name of it. Um, did go look up Rondé and Tiki Barber's children's book. You'll find it immediately. But one of the best lines in the whole book was, I think it was Tiki Barber fell asleep in class and his teacher, which I don't even think this is a problem. Nowadays, they, they'd have the person arrested. Uh, but he, th- he, Tiki Barber fell asleep in their class and he, the, the teacher crumpled up a piece of paper and just lightly threw it at his head. Again, there would be, the, the schools would consu- consider that a shooting and the uh, Uvalde cops would still wait outside the building. Super hack joke. Uh, anyway, anyway, he, he wrote in the book this really great line that I always loved. Everyone was laughing, but not because they thought it was funny. They were just happy it wasn't happening to them. That's the truest shit ever. That's why I don't laugh at awkward moments anymore. That's why I don't let them happen. I swear to God, we could be in front of 30 other people that I don't know, that I do know, that I, the workers, whatever, like coworkers, whatever. If there's one person being singled out and being, being treated like shit and it's awkward for that person or they're very uncomfortable, if it's not a thing where they're rolling with the punches and giving shit back to them, I'm going to intervene, okay? I'm going to because I have felt that my entire life where it's like, it's like people around you will, will be happy for certain shit or maybe not happy, but they'll, they're almost revel in something bad happened to you because it's just this natural human response to going, wow, at least that's not fucking me. And it's completely narcissistic for me to be like, yeah, I'm the one who like doesn't do that. And I'll like get in the group and be like, no, dude, you guys better stop bullying Travis, dude. Cause I'll like freak out. And I don't know if you guys know this, but I work for Macy's AP. So I'm a really fucking tough guy. I'm basically a fucking cop, dude. So you better chill out on Travis. Like that's not what, that's not what I'm saying. And I think as we become adults, I think people, some people, enjoy it less and less when bad things happen to other per- other people. I don't know. I guess I, I even feel bad at this point. And again, I'm not trying to suck my own cock here. This is just how I really feel. I even feel bad for people that I don't like sometimes. Like I find myself being like, well, I mean, I really did it just because I don't like this person. I mean, there's other people that like them. There's people who don't like me. Should everybody just be a dick to me? I guess my point is we got, we got too far into the cracker story because I was my point all of a sudden got away from this 11 year old girl who was actually bullied to a minor, minorly embarrassing moment that I am now spewing to everybody for a 30, 30 minute uh, therapy session here. I guess my point is really if you don't, see an 11 year old being bullied by an adult because let's whether this woman was having i'm talking about my teacher uh, it's very it's not even goes without saying that this woman in the video was bullying bullying this 11 year old girl 
in the situation I was talking about, even if you're so sick of of having to be around children and doing that job, taking that out on a kid is disgusting. I don't know any other way to put it. It's really fucking horrible. Uh, and you see it every every so often. You really do. You see it in shitty like shitty neighbors that I used to have. I always talk about that guy that I lived next to in the duplex in Ambridge. One time his we had paper thin walls. And this is easily the worst scenario out of uh, the ones I've talked about, you know, being a kid with an adult who's a fucking dickhead that you have to see every day. For the record, I liked Mrs. Leakis. She just had a, a bad day that day. But this guy, I remember he used to scream at his children, and I didn't know what to do. Because the guy was fucking nuts. He could have kicked my ass, right? Like, he was crazy, dude. And then on top of that, you split those kids up, they're just going to get molested in different foster homes, you know? So I never knew what to do in that situation, but it really, really bothered me. I remember there's this one time where I'm not making this up, dude. I could hear it through the wall. I was just in my bathroom taking a shit. And the guy was yelling at his, I believe, eight-year-old daughter who couldn't get a math problem figured out. And he literally went, if you don't write the if you don't write the answer down right now, I'm gonna hit you in the fucking head like that. And I thought about calling the police, dude, and all this different stuff went through my head. And I'm going, I'm going, you know what? I'm gonna be out of here in two weeks. So I guess I guess I left that child to to probably be beaten for the rest of their life. Doesn't feel good um, to admit in the last two minutes of this podcast. But that's, you know, that's just the reality, unfortunately, of why people get so fucked up in life. For me, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't get touched. I didn't get hit, anything like that. My parents were awesome. You know, no adults in my life did anything really bad to me besides a few shitty teachers that uh, made me feel bad about myself. That's really, and when you compare it to what I just talked about with the neighbor in Pennsylvania, and then when you see this video and the response from that school. I mean, you start to see how we get so many fucking asshats in this country. How could it be prevented? They're maybe not asshats is the right, maybe that's not the right word. I'm just cold people, uncaring people, people who are undeveloped um, empathy wise. I don't know what the word empathically or something like that. People who, don't have the ability to go, no, I want to help this person out. I can help this person out. I'm going to do it because people have been hurt so bad their whole lives to the point where as children, they're asking for help and people are going, look, miss, we have a policy that, uh, that requires no recording or reporting of any kind to be going on in regards to this relationship of this person who is been documented bullying your child. Um, there's just nothing we can really do about that. And also your daughter is not allowed to come to school for the next five days because she broke that rule. That's such a disadvantage for fucking people, dude. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I hope it's not happening as much as I actually uh, think it is. We're going to run into another time constraint here. Let me pause it. Let's just, we got 40 seconds. Let's just end it on this and then we'll go right into a new topic once this audio converts.
if you don't try and let's say you're around a kid all the time, right? And you don't try to shape that person into a good person. You are actively hurting the goddamn world. My solution, give all the kids guns. All right, let's, uh, what we love to do on this show is really, I mean, it's really just about sad stories uh, and reminding you that the earth is fucked. So you might as well not give a shit about things like, you know, your job or, or cheating on your girlfriend. Take the day off, stick it in something. Or I don't know if you're a chick, stick something in you. You know, it just doesn't really matter because we're all going to die. CNN, here's the headline. Doomsday Glacier, which could raise sea level by several feet, is holding on, quote, by its fingernails, scientists say. Antarctica's so-called Doomsday Glacier, nicknamed because of its high risk of collapse and threat to global sea level, has the potential to rapidly retreat in the coming years, scientists say, amplifying concerns over the extreme sea level rise that would accompany its potential demise. The Thwaites, I, pr- I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, the Thwaites Glacier, capable of raising sea levels by several feet, is eroding along its underwater base as the planet warms. In a study published on Monday in the Journal of Nature Geoscience, scientists mapped the glacier's historic retreat, hoping to learn from its past as to what the glacier will likely do in the future. Here is a uh, quote from a Marine geophysicist Robert Larter. Thwaites is really holding on today by its fingernails, and we should expect to see big changes over small timescales in the future, even from one year to the next. Once the glacier retreats beyond a shallow ridge in its bed, uh, that was sorry, that was the end of the sentence. So, so they said. Even from year to year, from one year to the next, once the glacier reaches beyond a shallow point ridge in its bed. So basically what they're saying is once this thing sort of dips into the water, several feet of water are going on the land in like, like fuck tons of places. Wow. I feel dumb for not checking, uh, checking where it'd be. I think this is in, oh, it's in the UK. I don't, I, I don't. I don't care. What's the next story? I don't. We, do we need them? We 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 do need we do need them. I'm being told that we do in fact need them. Um, so, uh, second best white people next to Americans, I think. Just kidding. We are we are the worst white people. Who is the best white people? It's not Australians, and it's certainly not fucking Canadians. I am gonna go with. Swedish or Norwegian people, either one, either one of those, those seem like some good whites to me. So I, you know, I'll probably intervene if any glaciers up there are in trouble, but you know, for now I'll just, I'll just keep, uh, keep going on this one. Folks, if it's not constantly back in the back of your mind that you're likely going to die with a gun in your mouth as, uh, the father of a starving family, breaks into your home and tries to steal your last three packs of plastic water bottles, then you are ignorant and I am very jealous. I am constantly thinking about this shit going, how does this end? How does this, I mean, how does this, 
This is an article, guys, it's 2022. If you're listening to this, you're probably, I don't know, at least under the age of 50, maybe, I don't know. Um, most of the people that listen to this are like in their mid-20s. Guys, we're fucked. The horrors that we will live to see are beyond things that you've seen in video games. We're going to see some fucked up shit. We're building robots as the planet melts. It's so funny how up until like uh, up until like 2019 this was all this was all like nobody gave a fuck. It was all a joke. And then all it took was Elon Musk going on Joe Rogan and be like uh, 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 it's it's quite interesting. We're going to all die. But you see, SpaceX is, is it really is a determination. It's a project to get off of this planet because because we're simply all going to die. And and by all of us, I I simply mean the human race. I don't I mean me or other billionaires because we're going to we're going to use SpaceX to escape the planet. The rest of you will likely die uh, fighting over bread as you are baked alive in the sun, and it's. It's really quite horrifying because because those those of those of you who, who do have food will, will inevitably be, be taken out by those by those uh, dogs from 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 Black Mirror. They, they will be be controlled by AI and, and uh, Boston Dynamics is is already mounting guns on them. So so. So, so me and you, Joe, you know, we'll probably we'll have to do another another one of those memes on on the way out there. And perhaps as we look at the earth burning, we could we could sort of we, uh, we sort of uh, smoke another blunt and see and see where, uh, where the stocks go from there. <clears throat> I feel like he's he's South African, isn't he? I couldn't do. I feel like it was getting way too British when I wasn't doing the stuttering. If you could do a light amount of the stuttering and somehow do a um, autistic southern southern did I say Southern America? I meant I meant South Africa. That's where he uh, uh, that's where he's from. And now I can't get out of the stuttering thing. <clears throat> so basically, we're all fucked and we're all gonna die. And um, if you don't have a gun, then you're stupid. You don't like guns? Hey, man, neither do I. Wish they hadn't, wish they didn't have to exist. But I'm also a person in the world. So I consider the fact that at any moment, this could all go to shit. Just take a look around you and, and see the, just look at the fabric that is holding our entire society together. Truly, just think about what is actually happening. We've got people all over the streets. The glaciers are going to eventually rise onto... Look, Florida's going to be gone. Hawaii is fucked. California's fucked. Uh, we're not even talking about just water in California. you got fires, the fault lines. It's fucked. And they say, they say the only places that's going to be safe from natural disaster and climate change is going to be... North Michigan. I'll I'll kill myself before I go to North Michigan and live my goddamn life out in some humid woods where it's eight months of the year is snow. I'll turn into the goddamn uh, original family that Rick and Morty left behind in season two, dude. I'll fucking become feral before I move to Michigan. And so that's why I have a gun is because this is going to get fucked 
really fast. You know when people start panicking? When there's a reason to panic. And oh boy, do they. So as soon as you uh, wake up and Florida's gone, you don't think there's going to be some sort of eco, some sort of ecosystem change there that's going to result in a in in a collapse. Really, think about everything you've heard, and honestly, it's given me a panic attack just talking about it right now as you're hearing it. Is there anyone that believes that we're going to be uh, okay as far as climate change? There's nobody. Look at the news. There's constantly something's on fire and they're going, the, the containment zone is 5%. Uh, we're hoping to get it to 10. Guys, I mean, it's it's gone. It's going. The thing is going up in flames. And again, narcissist right here, going to be a narcissist. I think our generation truly gives a fuck, but I think the two the two ones ahead of us, you know how, you know how the people who are literally rotting are still running our country. They're 80 years old and their bones are showing and their veins in their face are turning their face purple from being there for 80 years and pumping blood through their coke-fueled, Viagra-fueled body. You think they, they don't give a fuck about you. There has been There has been nothing to change the course that we're on. Everything you eat has plastic in it. It's going to get wild and it's not going to be, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be the walking dead, uh, where, you know, everything is, it's cool. And you're the hero. You're going to be burned alive in an Arby's trying, just trying to get the last, everyone forgot about the, the goddamn Arby's because nobody wants to go there. And so, you know, there's a, there's gotta be, there's gotta be some roast beef back there. And you get back there and all there is are curly fries that have been in the fridge, not the freezer, next to a shit ton of Arby sauce. And you're like, well, it might make me, it might make me deathly ill. It's been, in this, it's been in this refrigerator since the apocalypse, which has been eight months at this point. But I have to eat. And then as you're going to take a bite of that first moldy curly fry, you're going to get struck in the face with a Molotov cocktail which burns your entire body as a, as a group of feral siblings who watch their parents drown to death in the UK on their vacation and have somehow raft boated back to America to this Arby's. Just not only they start with the moldy uh, uh, fries, but once you're cooked, they're, they're eating you and you're burning alive inside of this Arby's as you're just being ripped to shreds by these feral children and you're going, ah, oh, Uncle Joe was right. Should have got a gun. Should have got it. I mean, at least I at least, you know, uh, could have burned alive peacefully. I could have shot these children in the face um, and, and at least enjoyed a, a burning alive, not a, not a burning while eating. So that's what's probably going to happen to you or your mother or, or like your little sister or something. Is That's probably the way we're going out. It's very morbid, but the second we stop believing that real life is, is TikTok and uh, the Johnny Depp trial and um, the Oscars or, you know, any of this shit that truly doesn't matter that is put out there uh, to, to distract you, 
the second we realize how horrible everything is, um, the, the sooner the, a solution comes out of that. Let, let me tell you an awesome example of just not wanting to believe the current situation we're in. So if you don't, like I said, if you don't constantly think about climate change, you're ignorant and, um, and I envy you. If you don't constantly think about the fact that the government controls and owns you and is completely fucking you in every goddamn sense, you're also ignorant and I still envy you. Um, yesterday was 9-11 and I went over to, uh, I went over to my family's house to watch some football. And of course there's a new 9-11 documentary every year about how brave the firefighters were. And, uh, I just can't help myself. I get a few, I get a few trulies in me and I, Hey, you know, I missed the conspiracy. I missed, uh, Mr. QAnon, you know? I was there. I was at the Capitol. Will Sasso. If you you gotta check out Will Sasso, he does this amazing character called Long Island January Six Guy, and he just and that's when me and my friends went to the fucking Capitol, and we said Nancy Pelosi, let's see that ice cream. He does. I really botched the impression, and the joke wasn't that funny. <clears throat> but basically, wh- what I'm trying to say is. That's, that's how I feel when I'm talking about conspiracies. But something like 9-11, for example, what, what, what came up, and I won't mention who this family member was, but they were basically like laughing at me for bringing up any sort of idea that it wasn't the story that was shoved down our throats the next day so that we could invade a foreign country for oil and blow up brown people to, uh, you know, blow up weddings full of brown people to kill one potential terrorist. Uh, so that we could go look for weapons of mass destructions that never existed, that we never found. Um, all of that is is just fine to people because they don't want to take that next step and go, maybe things are really bad. And this family member to me was was, was sort of arguing that it was ridiculous to think it was a conspiracy theory. So the number one thing I, I always bring up three main things. The wreckage from the Pennsylvania crash. Uh, I can't remember what, what flight that was. I can't remember the name of the flight, but the one that crashed in Pennsylvania and aviation experts determined that there was no way that the debris could have been that far apart without an explosion. That's not what happens from an impact onto the ground. There would have to be a detonation. I'm already sounding crazy. There's also no video. Hey, go find it. I swear to God, go find it, and I will... I, I'll goddamn eat my shoe. I'll suck my own cock if you can find a video of the plane hitting the Pentagon. doesn't exist, even though there was a CCTV directly on it. The frame cuts from nothing happening to an explosion that goes outward from the building. Uh, then we, so, so didn't know about any of that. And then the number one thing I always bring up is, is tower seven, building seven, whatever you want to call it. It was a much shorter, much smaller building than the two twin towers. Uh, there was multiple buildings that were considered part of the world trade center. Those were just the two main ones. Cause they were all the way up in the sky. I guess, I don't know. They did that, uh, to look cool. And then also it's a great marketing thing. Like who the fuck didn't know what the world trade center was back then even. Right. Um, 
Building 7 supposedly was where they kept all their documentation and all of their information. And this is 2001. So it's all on paper. Now this is now this is really backed up on files the way you would have today. You destroy a computer, it's not in the cloud, it's gone. It's on it's on servers. These are there's not things uh, that are stored. And that building, it it it, it collapsed. It it collapsed, and there was no wave. Did nothing hit it? A, a piece of another building hundreds of yards away landing on that building like i don't know i don't i'm trying to think of a <sighs> picture a skyscraper and then in that area the small buildings that are still like big office buildings not nearly as tall as the skyscraper they're just these big cubes that's what building 7 was like and it just collapsed dude it just just multiple uh multiple Explosions go off, and then you see the building pancake the same way the Twin Towers did. With no way of doing that, they call it the pancake theory. Okay, this was this was shot down uh, by the 9-11 Truth Commission because they just didn't want it to be out there. It's a, it's a total fraud. They had someone come in and prove that a building cannot collapse like that if it's made of fucking steel just based on burning. That's where you get the, the for anybody who doesn't know, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. When you watch the towers collapse, it's unbelievable the way it falls because it's not met. A building like that with steel beams going a mile into the air. That's not how things like that collapse without detonation. It collapsed like you would see a building collapse when things are blown up. And if you think I'm absolutely out of my fucking mind right now, all right, sure, fine. It sounds that way, but I guarantee you, you have not looked into it. If I sound like a fucking crazy person right now, I, again, like I, I swear to God, if you can find the footage of the plane hitting the Pentagon, I will, I will lick my own asshole. Okay. It's not going to happen. Spend a day going into this shit and you'll really start to get scared about what's going on. And then, you know, read the news for a day and you start going, holy shit, that's not even the worst part. (laughs) It's the air around us is catching on fire and polluted with gas and the food we eat is full of plastic. And on top of that, nobody's trying to help you. They're trying to fuck you so hard that you die. They're trying. I mean, literally, it's a joke from South Park uh, where Mr. Garrison, they like do uh, it's sort of like he's supposed to be a metaphor for Trump. And he goes, and all the minorities, fuck them all to death. Like it's that's truly that's truly kind of that's kind of what he ran on. But replace the word minority with poor people, and you're just like, all the poor people, fuck them to death. Fuck them to the point where they can't afford to live uh, anywhere. The They have no access to clean air. Dude, there are parts of our country where they can't get clean water. We have yachts. People have yachts. People are building houses on hills in California, bro. All I'm saying, we're getting, we're getting, we're going all over the place. That's how these episodes usually end. I just, you know, in honor of 9-11 um, and, and how I truly feel about it, I think you should look into it. I think you should. And I think when you do, you're going to be very upset. 
honestly, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not suicidal, but if I got shot for this podcast, that would be all right with me. If I was like the person who blew the lid off of 9-11 after legitimate filmmakers and documentary crews and conspiracy theorists and writers and authors were all like, yeah, no, that shit was not, uh, it did, it was not 19 people from a cave, believe it or not, that hijacked a plane and evaded two, um, two fighter jets to eventually create the biggest act of terrorism in U.S. history. Yeah, 19 people from a cave did not commit that, guys. And everybody's like, bullshit, bro. It was the fucking towel heads. It was the fucking sand bleeps. Bro, dude, if you don't like America, get the fuck out. If you're going to try and say that, that like, Bush was, like, dude, like, he was in on it, dude, no. He's one of the greatest presidents. I'm really liking this character that I'm doing. Like, there's... Um... Well, I, yeah, yeah, that's just a lot of people have said that to authors. So I just think it'd be very funny if on a a, pod, a shitty podcast with 40 listeners, we just all of a sudden uh, blew the lid off of 9-11. And I'm like on CNN talking to Don Lamont, pretending that I respect him. Um, and then the studio gets blown up. I, I paused for a moment because I wanted, that's what I want. Holy, you know, just while we're still, we're going to wrap it up here in a second. Here's the advice that I'll leave, leave you with today. I'm, I'm, I'm almost less than half joking about that. I kind of want, I would like to go out in a way like that because then your, your death has meaning and you're not dying in the Arby's being eaten by children on fire. Have a meaningful way out. If it starts to, it's going to, I don't know why I said if. Like, see, even I'm denying it. When it starts to get really, really horrible, have a cool way out. Have a cool way out. You know, save some other people. Sacrifice yourself. Don't get eaten in the, Ar in the Arby's, all right? I love that the last 30 minutes was, was just nothing but dumb shit, huh? Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, maybe maybe you liked it. Maybe you hated this episode. Maybe you got used to Markel and you need to get back into the swing of things of the solo episodes. But it's what's happening, baby. That's what's happening. That's how we're, that's how we're doing it. I'm the sheriff around these parts. Basically a cop. No, I'm not. I promise I'm not. I promise I don't give a fuck about shoplifting. Swear to God. If I recognize somebody, this actually happened today. There was this kid there and we were watching him because we thought he was going to steal a bunch of shit. He turns around and he starts going, yo, yo. And I was like, oh God, this is going to, I hope this doesn't result in a fight inside the store. He goes, Joey. And I was like, what? I look up. It's my boy from when we used to steal, when we used to steal, when we used to sell solar panels door to door. My boy Zane, one of the nicest kids ever. Um, and I'm just saying if he would have stolen, I, I probably would have let him go. I'm sorry that the $18 an hour is not enough for me to ruin over a polo shirt. Let's end the episode before I keep rambling on guys. Um, should we, should we do, 
Oh God, we can't. I can't leave it on. I can't leave it without doing this one. Okay, we got we got seven minutes. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. Newsweek. Here's the headline: Elderly couple caught trafficking twenty-two pounds of crystal meth. We're doing the meth hour instead of this week in fentanyl. An elderly couple have been seized by customs official in Australia while allegedly trafficking a $1 million haul of over 20 pounds of crystal meth. German couple Wilfred and Vera D. I mean, it's like, it's like they, it's like a TV show. Both aged 69. Nice. Are accused of importing methamphetamine from Zimbabwe through Sydney International Airport on July 4th. They need to make a movie. A German couple on the 4th of July just flying through the airs with, they're just flying through the air with fireworks all around them, trying to pull a juice world. I really love it. The couple from the state of Brandenburg, Brandenburg, reportedly left for Zimbabwe on June 21st. German media reported that after leaving their goldfish and keys with their neighbor, this is crazy. They told him they would be back on July 10th. Dude, that's literally like, this is, this could be your grandma and grandpa. They're doing shit like asking the neighbor, Jeremy, I hate to be a bother, but me and Wilfred are actually, oh wait, I got to do it in a German accent. Me and Wilfred are actually going up to, uh, we are going up to Australia. I can't do it. I got to get in the German accent because I really want to do this. We are going out to Australia this weekend, and we are hoping that you could feed our fierce Brian. We gave him American name. That got really Chechenian, so I'm going to stop. <clears throat> but that is crazy. Like these weren't these aren't the uh, elderly couple that you can't believe are still alive outside of the gas station asking you for blues. This is a this is an elderly couple. Um, they were arrested in Australia with 22 pounds of the illicit drug reportedly worth around $1 million on their way to Germany from Zimbabwe. The Australian federal police reported they found the substance concealed in the lining of the couple's two suitcases and immediately seized it. They were officially charged with importing a commercial quantity of a border controlled drug and are facing life imprisonment if found guilty according to the subsection 301.1-1 of Australia's Criminal Code Act 1995. Wow, man. Wow. It's just, it's it's not even blowing my mind really that it was an old couple. Like I'm sure there are old couples that traffic drugs. It's, it's, that, it's that line that they put in there about dropping off their goddamn goldfish to the neighbor. Like it's just... What do you think that Thanksgiving is like at those people's family? They're all just sitting around trying not to talk about it. I mean, everybody has somebody in their family that's addicted to meth or has been addicted to meth. And then all of a sudden, grandma and grandpa are facing life imprisonment. It's the first, it's the first Christmas without them in any of your lives. And you're just sitting around the table like, I can't believe the thing that made my brother leave his children and go to jail for, go to prison for three years. I cannot believe that my grandmother and grandfather took that same substance 
and tried to traffic it from Zimbabwe into wh- where the fuck did they Zimbabwe into Australia? I mean, fuck. I sold drugs with my grandpa once. That was crazy. Uh, that's a that's a story for another day. Life could be that's just a life can get so fucked out of nowhere. You know, you think that you're about to make a million dollars, and then all of a sudden you're gonna live the last twenty in prison. I don't know. I don't know what to. I don't know how to how to end after that. That's just simply amazing. That's just really kind of awesome. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a joke for it, but I straight up. I'm just fascinated that these people tried to do it. I mean, truly. Uh, I guess if I was that old and you get you get that bored, dementia is about to start setting in. They say if you don't, the, the lonelier and more bored you get the more likely you are to develop dementia and then develop into Alzheimer's. So these guys went Breaking Bad Germany style and they tried, they tried to make a, they tried to make a living. You know, is it, is it that much worse than the people in our country who don't work at all? They were at least providing a service at least um, if your life isn't heading in the direction that you want it to, I think that you should just marry a German woman and try and traffic methamphetamines from Zimbabwe to Australia. Life is fucked. You are going to you're going to drown in your own home. And as, as you gasp for fucking air, and you look at your uh, your goddamn teaching degree that's on the wall across the room. Your last thought truly might be, "I should I should have just got that goddamn bitch to traffic some meth with me." We'll see you next, folks. We'll we'll see you next week, folks. <laughs>